everybody, and thanks for joining us. This is Best Behavior Creative Club, uh, and it's a podcast for the people who make things and make things happen. Um, I'm Chris McAdoo. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Brad Carpenter. Hello, everybody out there in COVID, in COVID land. <laughs> COVID land. Um, and we are, uh, we're always excited to talk to makers, to entrepreneurs, to business people, um, to the folks that are um, that are out there uh, trying to, to to do the best and create new things um, with whatever you know wherever they are, and we are at this uh, at this point also. I am in my home studio, as is uh, as is Brad, and Brad has really gotten into the producer uh, thing. I'm going to take a photo and share it with everybody here, but it's like a backwards cap. He's got the headphones on. The ponytail is growing as we speak. Full, full sound guy, you know. I've just, I've embraced my alter ego. <laughs> but we are in the midst of. Um, uh, I, I'm going to call these. Maybe we'll call these like the best behavior precedented episodes because I'm tired of using the word unprecedented. You know, um, it, we are recording. Uh, what's today, Brad? It's a uh, Tuesday, April twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, so this is just a few days before the state uh, is allowing folks to sort of open back up. Well, everybody's finding different ways to um, to cope and continue. And we wanted to focus in on some of the folks that are um, creating in the face of, you know, <laughs> in the face of whatever this is. Um, and one of those people, one of my favorite uh, artists that is uh, that is here is Paris Woodhull. And she is joining us today. Paris, how you doing? Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, um, Paris, where did we meet each other? Was that one of the uh, Pachacachas? Yeah, I think it was actually at Rala. I think I was helping hang one of your shows. I nice. think. Yeah. Well, Paris is um, just, uh, you've got a great, uh, you've just got a great style. You're a great young artist trying to come up in what is normally a difficult time um, and now made, you know, exponentially more so. Um, so you've been making a great mark for yourself as a really cool, really fun illustrator. You have seen, I guarantee you, you either have a tea towel or um, one of Paris's <laughs> designs um, that you've seen or one of the murals that you've done, like at Petro's uh, on Market Square. Yeah, Remember yeah. places? I know. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like it's gotten to the point where like, I get dressed up to go get gas. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> something fun to do. <laughs> Well, Paris, um, before we get into um, sort of the ins and outs of today, because I think you're going to be able to shed a light for a lot of folks about what it means to be a maker, a creator in like unforeseen circumstances and how you remain committed to your craft and committed to your audience. Um, but before we dive into that, I kind of want to know a little bit more about you. Um, what are When did you know that you wanted to create, you know, when did you start drawing? What was the, what was a, a, a memory for you? Yeah. So I, this question, it's like, I feel like people always have cool questions about like, what did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be a dolphin trainer <laughs> and mine is literally what I am. Like I, I always wanted to be an artist. Um, I remember 
entering, I drew all of the presidents when I was age six. And I remember getting like a blue ribbon at the county fair, just like, just feeling like the coolest. Um, no, I always wanted to be an artist, but I think a, a important part that gets missed about me is that I'm definitely half artist, half entrepreneur. I love, mm -hmm. love business. I love collaborating with people. And I really think that's definitely part of the recipe that people forget is that you have to, at least for the business that I'm in, you know, I have to make smart choices and maybe 30% of my time is actually spent creating. And then the other 70% is, you know, um, working with my accountants to get my sales tax done or, you know, uploading new things um, online, you know, emailing, so much emailing, you know, and it's, uh, you, you have to, you have to really want it, but I don't know. I feel like I went off the deep end. <laughs> I always wanted to be an artist and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's like the easy version of the answer though. It's like, I've always wanted to be one and now here I am. Right. Yeah. Like, but that's not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's not the, that's very rarely. Um, is that the, uh, the truth? There are the folks out there. I think that have that like mystery rich uncle or something, you know what I mean? Oh, and you could, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I don't and I think um I think that might be part of it too is that I have a fight in me because it's I have to pay my bills you know um yeah. I'm not just creating just to have fun um I don't have someone secretly behind me paying all my bills it's like you know this is this is my life <laughs> you are oh you're speaking my language um right now because it's interesting like, God bless all the folks that can, like, be a weekend painter. Do you know what I mean? And, like, use that as a stress reliever or as something that's just like, oh, I just, I just love to do this. Um, because I don't know about you, but, like, if I'm in the studio or if I'm, like, in the creative process, that is intense. I like the thing. I, I like when you say, like, I have a fight in me. Because it's almost like you're fighting, um, you're fighting yourself to kind of get out of the way to make those ideas come through. And then you're fighting everybody else in the world who would kind of think that like, oh, you're an artist. That's got to be super fun. You know? Oh, and I think too, I mean, you hit the nail on the head where it's uh, one of the hardest things for me and my business was figuring out how to be creative on demand. Um, especially I do a lot of freelance work. And people have deadlines. They're not just going to be like, you know, when you feel inspired, <laughs> then we'll conclude, you know, <laughs> people are like, no, I need a logo in eight weeks. Help me. Um, so it's, it's just different that way. And honestly, that part has um, pushed me. Like, I feel like my um, artistic abilities have, uh, have, I, I feel like all of this time, I've had a good taste level, but it's like, I feel like my ability just hasn't quite been there. And yeah. I'd prefer that. I'd rather feel like I have a better taste level than my ability because I can always work on my ability. But I feel like finally, it's like, I've just done so many projects and I've worked so hard that they're starting to like touch just a little bit. Um, and it's the most satisfying feeling. And I know I don't mean that to come off cocky or like I'm full of myself because I've worked really hard to like try to get it to even like 
meat a little bit. Well, actually, you're talking about your taste level being a, kind of above your ability. And that's what um, Ira yeah. Glass from This American Life has a great, like he talks about that a lot, that you spend uh, you know, the first half of your career or maybe the whole time kind of trying to live up to your taste level or the things that you see that you keep yourself challenged and your tactical technical abilities will catch Like they start to catch up at a certain rate, but then your taste level or, or the things that you want to try to do, well, then you have to challenge yourself again to play that, you know, to play that consistent creative game. Yeah. Right. Um, well, where did you, it's really interesting to me though, because like you've got this fight, you've got this entrepreneurial attitude. Um, where do you, like, where did that particular thing come from? Because artist slash entrepreneur, um, is not something that's necessarily like taught in school. Um, like, did you have, did, yeah. did you grow up around entrepreneurs? Did you, you know, how, where'd that come from? Yeah. Um, I think it came from my mom, but I also had a very different upbringing. Um, we moved from way out in Concord when I was one to Mechanicsville, which now is super nice. Um, but when we moved, it was the inner city. Um, and we moved to be closer to college homes um, because my dad was in ministry. He had ministry called Tribe One over on Magnolia Avenue. And so I grew up, my dad was a city councilman for eight years. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up with, you know, gang members just hanging out in our house, you know, it was, uh, it was very different. And then uh, my mom was, she worked at Whittle, if you know what Whittle is, Whittle Communications, and she did um, like magazine covers. So that's definitely like an artistic side. I just grew up around a lot of art, a lot of different types of people. And um yeah, I, I feel like the entrepreneurial maybe came from my mom. Um, yeah, I think because nothing, you know, we were never super struggling as a family, but it was always that, um, you know, everyone always helped out. And, you know, I when I went to college, you know, I went on full scholarship because, you know, it was not an expectation that my parents would pay for college. And just, there was just always that expectation that, you know, you buy your first car, you know, you, you work for what you have. Um, and I think that probably instilled a little bit of that. And a big part of it too is Nancy Solomon at Rolla, who I've worked for since I was 14. Mm -hmm. She, she has been an amazing, incredible mentor to me and a lot of different people. She's funny. She's a little bit like the silent ninja i don't know i feel like she helps so many people but she never wants her face anywhere or any credit at all um but i feel like a lot of things that i know about business and art are because of nancy wow well and you said you went to a, on a full scholarship um for school uh where did you go to school yeah i went to ut um and at the time okay. i'll i'll admit i like so i have a painting and drawing degree and i'll admit I didn't know they have a really good program, but I didn't know that they had a good program going there. I just was offered a full ride and I was like, cool. Like I'm going to art school. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm not getting student loans. Like I don't want to come out of there needing to pay on something that didn't actually work out. Um, and it did. So yeah, I was really grateful for it. Well, I think that mix a painting drawing degree. That's uh, that's mine too. So there you go. 
We're both. Uh, it's kind of uh, one of the challenges coming out of a, a you know an education system um, with a painting degree or a drawing degree. It's almost like on a paper standpoint too, like you're less qualified to work at places than other people. You know what I mean? Oh gosh, looking on LinkedIn, you're like, I mean, I came out of there and I was like, I don't know how to open anything in the Adobe suite. You know? (laughs) I opened Illustrator and I want to cry. Well, you're talking about, you know, Nancy and um, who is a wonderful, wonderful person. And we're talking about Rala. So I think it's a great, um, sort of opportunity to kind of talk about how things um, are now affected, right? You've spent a long time in Paris. uh, You know, again, I've loved to see your career blossom and grow. And it's been really cool to see how you engage with your audience and how your work um, has also, you know, has also grown and changed. Um, What's 2020 looking like? Honest to gravy. Like what has... You know, what are some opportunities that were there that aren't anymore? Um, and what are opportunities that have presented themselves that you're acting, you know, that you're acting towards? I got to be honest. I've gotten asked this question several times and I've actually been doing better than, I mean, if we look at my numbers from last year, like my online sales are up 40%, which is huge. Huge. Um, And I just, I think it's the point where several people have asked me this question and I feel guilty for the fact that I'm doing okay, but I've come to terms with like, why should I feel guilty? You know, I've, I've worked my butt off. It's not like I'm making, you know, a ton of money. Um, I've worked really hard. And also I really think that the people I'll start with this. I saw several people at the beginning of this, artists, businesses, that just quickly threw in the towel. Like they're so quick to throw in the towel and then, you know, stop posting on Instagram, stop engaging, you know, and just got depressed. And I'm just, part of me is like, put your big girl panties on, you're in business, you know? Like, (laughs) you know, like I, I really think that the people that rose to the challenge and kind of struggled with it and figured out, new ways that they can serve um, their audience that actually makes sense during COVID and the quarantine are the ones that are going to rise to the top. I mean, I think of, I've watched Adobo and they're making a killing, a killing. They're doing such a good job. I mean, they like, sorry, I'm, I'm ranting, but it was like my sister and I ordered pizza from them the other day and they opened it. And I think within five minutes of it opening, there were 23 orders in front of us. And they've been like so caring towards their customers too with like all of the different like health procedures and things that they've put in place. But I don't know. I think it goes back to the fight too. Like you're going to fight because you don't have that. um, uh, You don't have that made up rich uncle. That's just there to to quote unquote bail you out. Right. And as an, Oh my God. Ah, like, This is a conversation that um, that I've had with a lot of folks in the art world that like for one are in it for the long haul. Right. Like you're not just looking to make that sale right now. You're looking like this is a career. Right. You are a creative professional and you're not talking about doing this now. You're talking about doing it next year, 20 years from now. Um, And that feeling of guilt 
you know, for the folks that were able to pivot, that did do those things, like your online sales being up 40%, which by the way, is completely badass. Given my online sales were very sad before, but I was, I mean, for me, I, I see it as exciting. I see it as a new opportunity um, to up my online sales and, you know, certain things, wholesale has gone down for me, but I don't know. I think as a business too, especially since I rely on the income, I worked really hard to diversify the ways I make money so that if uh-huh. certain, you know, if certain pots are dry during certain times of the year, it's not like I'm just relying on that one pot to produce for me, you know? Well, I think that's a big yeah. thing for creators, like that diversification that is av- even now that is available to us in 2020 versus even five years ago. The ability to yeah, speak to, yeah. you know, different audiences and the and ability whole, to engage. Yeah. When that whole, you know, that whole thing where it's like the starving artist thing, where it's like you create better art when you're starving and sad and can't pay your rent. I, I'm like, I need to pay my rent. I need to have a cushion. I need to feel yes. comfortable. And then I create my best art. You know, I'm like, that's all a crock. Well, and I think that's that weird cartoon version, right? Of what a quote artist should look like, right? That, that whole tortured, uh, tortured soul, which our souls are tortured enough, right? Because if you're a creative person, like you're already you know, 37% more sensitive than the next person next to you, right? Like we're, you know, it's not that that stuff's not down there, but the ability to say, you know, like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to continue to do this as a professional. Um, I don't want, I don't want somebody's uh, woe is me necessarily. I want them to understand that uh, the art that, that you create, the art that I make, the art that anybody makes has value, Right. Um, yeah. No. Totally. Totally. And I yeah, think that, part of the not having the rich uncle too. I feel like a lot of successful businesses are people that don't have rich uncles, because there is a certain amount of risk that we're putting forth that someone yeah. that has a backup plan isn't. There's like a little bit more skin in the game, and you're a little right. bit more married to it. Well, I think that something that a lot of uh, of young folks that come out of school. Um, and I mean, gosh, you guys that are graduating, like in the next month, you're in a 10 times crazier situation than we ever thought of. But mm-hmm. particularly for the fine arts guys, us, us drawing and painting majors, right? Or writers or, yeah. you know, those folks like, I wish that there was more opportunity or I wish that folks told people more that like, when you graduate, you are now a small business. I have beef, man. I have beef. <laughs> I have beef with art school. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I am so thankful and grateful to my professors. I learned so much. I have a backbone. People can say, you know, mm-hmm. harsh critique at me, and I can actually listen. So I, I feel like that was a huge thing that I got from art school. However, there were two options upon graduating um, that were told to me graduate school you become like a fine artist or you become a teacher and I neither of those worked for me and I I guess my beef is like they miss out on this huge list of other things that artists can do um and you know 
I just, it was funny. Uh, my, one of my friends, um, she, when quarantine first started, uh, she said something like on her Instagram about how, you know, remember when all of this is over, you know, when, you know, arts are like the first thing on the chopping block um, that, you know, the first thing that people ran to during quarantine was their favorite authors, their favorite art, their favorite music. Um, and we forget because it's just so hard um, to scientifically, you know, put on a scale how much it, you know, means to our world. I don't know. No, the, it's the art that sustains, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, yeah, no, I've got one of my, uh, one of my go-tos is that art is, art is essential. And that art is, maybe it's visual, maybe it's dance, maybe it's writing, maybe it's, you know, um, but whatever, but it's those things that uh, inform and enhance our lives, like individually, but then also as communities, right? Um, and then one step further than that, and I think Paris, uh, like you've got a long road ahead of you and it's going to be really exciting to see. I enjoy seeing artists and those with a creative mindset affecting um, affecting communities in a positive way. Because being an artist, being a creative person and a creative thinker isn't just about like like you're like drawing something or writing something. Like it's actually about bringing creative solutions, you know. And that can be to community. It can be business, right? Um, it yeah. can be looking for those opportunities, right? Yeah, and I think. Um... That, I think maybe that's why I didn't totally always feel like I fit into the art world, but I also never felt like graphic design would be perfect for me either um, because I always felt like the art world was looking at the world and then, you know, trying to tell them something. And I always loved the, more, the process of listening and then creating with instead of just creating about or um, at. So, yeah, I, but middle ground. I'm also, you know, I, I want to create something that means something that, you know, causes someone to react, even if it's a bad reaction. You know, like the worst reaction is no reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I, yeah. Oh, Paris, I've had a uh, just a wonderful time kind of getting to know um you know know what drives you um and and, and all that what was um to, to to uh to bring things to a close what would you tell um someone that is maybe they're a young person you know thinking about making it and, and, and creating things or maybe they're just anybody in the world and they're looking at yeah. that blank page or they're staring at that blank canvas and it's in the middle of, <laughs> you know, this uh, this apocalypse. Um, what do you tell folks that have that hesitation, right, before they put that pen to paper or that, that brush to canvas? Um, so I remember my first art class, like first day of my teacher came in and it's Claire Stiliani. And she looked at us and she said, if you can do anything else, anything, go do it, leave, go do it. Like, you know, if you want to go be a plumber, she was like, you know, you're only an artist if you have to be. Um, if there's no other thing that you feel right in doing. Um, and it seems harsh, but it's true. It's you, you have to want it. Um, and, you know, I fail all of the time. 
you have to become so comfortable with failure that it just doesn't break you anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Paris, thank you so much. But hey, um, where can folks thank learn? You. No, well, where can folks learn more about uh, you? And I would, yeah, please tell them about your Instagram yes. where you're hosting dance parties. You're, you're doing all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff. So please tell, tell the folks where to find out more about you. Yeah, so I am not on Facebook very often. Can't stand Facebook, but I love Instagram. So you should follow me at Paris Woodhull and it's P-A-R-I-S-W-O-O-D-H-U-L-L. Um, yeah, come hang out. Um, message me, DM me. I always interact. And yeah, I like to play. We should have fun. <laughs> yes. Well, Paris, I, I, I want to, I always kind of leave everybody with a little bit of a thought. I want you to think if you're listening yeah. today and you are out there and you're wondering what your next steps are going to be in these trying times, I want you to think about people like Paris. I want you to think about these makers. They've got a fight in them. And so do you. All right. So everybody listening, everybody wondering about what to what to make, um, what to do. There's folks out there that are with you and there's folks out there that are are willing to try and put folks that have a fight in them, you know? Um, so anyway, we look forward to seeing what you guys make and it's your turn. Go make something great. <laughs>